Where Ideas Launch, the podcast for the sustainable innovator. We won't save the planet by recycling 50% of our waste. We save it by not creating waste. Season two goes heavily into circular business models and innovation while creating a space to discuss issues important to our society, like education. Join me and my guest as we explore and create pathways toward a future for the planet. This is part two of a two-part episode. Please be sure to listen to part one before getting into this one. I'm joined today by Chris Perry, CEO of the Learning Futures Group. He's an experienced talent leader obsessed with making the future workplace better. Formerly a global VP of online learning at Oracle and chief learning officer at Microsoft, Chris's entire career has been spent working at the intersection between workplace learning and technology. He now provides advisory services to enterprise organizations and edtech vendors, including the Josh Burson Academy and the Future Workplace Academy. In 2019, Chris launched the Learning Futures Group to help organizations rethink their learning and development strategy in the face of historic workplace disruption and change. He launched Learning is the New Working, my favorite podcast, about the future of workplace learning and the people helping us get there as part of his research activities. The podcast has had over 30,000 downloads. He's also a founding director of Humentum. Are we accelerating at a pace that we can no longer continue in our current state, right? So, so we can no longer continue with technology external to ourselves. And do we need to internalize technology in some form or fashion to continue to keep this pace? Mm. Or is there another shift? Hmm. So I think, I mean, are you talking about sort of augmented humans and so on yes. and so forth? Um, yeah, the book Sapiens, of course, and Homo Deus, like, is really a scary future model there. The, the ideas are really powerful. So computers are an extension of ourselves. They enable us to do extraordinary things. They enable you and I to chat um, across continents and um, and then share that with, with, with other people. I mean, it's extraordinary. And that is an extension of ourselves. Um, th- there's also a branch of this where, you know, we change our physicality through drugs and through um, technologies of, of one sort. You know, the book Homo Deus really does a nice job of sort of playing out what that might look like. I, I did some research. It turns out that like one in four kids in North America is regularly using some sort of behavior modification drug and i mean i mean mean, these are not recreational drugs i mean these add medicines and so on and so forth you know it's actually we are starting to use pharmacology to be more effective not just in sports but in learning as well and that's clearly going to be a force and an interesting one one that i think is going to be hard for us to it's going to take some time for us to get our head around I would say before we, we do that, before we sort of like change our physicality, there is a lot of work that we need to do. And there's a lot of great work going on around um, what I call sort of collectively learning science, right? And there's always been, you know, there's a good, there's well-documented hundred year history of people trying to understand how learning works and pedagogical models have come out of that work. Um, but we seem to be at a point in history where, a lot of progress is getting made on, on a couple of fronts. And I talk about four things. I talk about computer science, 
So computers will help us learn and they will help us learn not by just delivering content to us, but by actually taking off some of the burdens of learning, right? So for example, you know, you, you used to have to memorize a lot of things to be, to be good at anything. Well, you don't really need to do that anymore because computers can do that much, much better. Um, you know, you can focus up your learning time on more conceptual things. One example. So computer science is going to help us be better learners and um, we should be all over that. The, the second area is neuroscience or brain science in general. And there's a lot of subcategories of that where people are really starting to understand in a lot more detail you know, how the brain works, how cognition works, how plasticity, brain plasticity, which is this sort of magic kind of essential attribute that humans have that is extraordinary and allows us to be so adaptable. People are really understanding that at the chemistry level and in sort of behavioral terms as well. So, that, so then, then you've got sort of behavioral science and social sciences that are really understanding one very important piece of learning perhaps the most important piece of learning, which is motivation. How do you get people's attention? Because it turns out that once you're an adult, if you want to learn something new and you want to unlock your brain plasticity, it's really hard work and you need to be highly motivated to do it, right? And I think we all know this from our own experience. Um, and so a lot of adult educators are in the business of motivation. I had a great conversation with a guy from a language learning uh, uh, company in, in Germany is one of my favorite episodes. And he just talks about there are 5 million people who are learning together on their platform. And what that allows them to do is to watch the behavior, like what time of day do successful turn learners study? And what are their study patterns look like? Do they do a little bit and often? Do they do go deep? So we, we now have got these kind of laboratories, whether it's in a MOOC context or in a language learning context, where you have millions and millions of people doing learning behaviors that we can observe in different kinds of ways. I think this is going to unlock all kinds of techniques and tips and hints on how to be an effective learner. And then we've got this extraordinary work that's going on in terms of human motivation. I mean, this is, you know, you, you, you mentioned in the sort of pre-read that you sent me a little bit about the inequities of wealth distribution and what's going on with technology companies that are becoming so powerful in our world. And, you know, we'll use Facebook as, as everybody does as, as one example of that, but there are many others. Really what these what these companies are figuring out is how to get human attention. Um, they really, you know, we say monetizing eyeballs and monetizing clicks. And this is really all about the attention economy, right? Getting your attention on whatever they can monetize is kind of huge. And it's not, and it's happening in a very disciplined, thoughtful way. And it's using what we're learning about the brain and human motivation to um, to make it work, and you know we need to co-opt that. We need to co-opt that approach to help people be more effective learners and to get people thinking about the right kind of problems. So the amazing sort of macro forces at work in our world today. And then the last thing I'll say about this is you know, this most recent piece of work that I've done, I've done in collaboration with uh, some people uh, at Red Thread Research. 
And we've just done finished this season, podcast season, on the topic of purpose. And purpose, it turns out, is attention. It's about human attention. And the people that we meet and the people that I've met on my entire sort of journey through, through um, podcasting and research, the people who are successful and the people who are doing interesting things are the people who are purpose-driven. And I'm really trying to understand that. And I think um, it lies somewhere in the area of people with purpose are highly motivated. And people who are highly motivated are really effective learners. They, they know that to get the job done, they're going to have to steal ideas. They're going to have to learn what they can. Um, they're going to use what they have. They're going to be clear on what the problem is. And they just get to be very, very effective people in their domain and in their sphere. So I'm very hopeful that, that this work on purpose and the trend towards purpose-driven organizations, whether in the international aid sector or the private sector, um, is going to be helpful. It sounds as if purpose is also akin to innovation in the, in the work that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think um, that's interesting. I think... When, when I think about innovation, I think a lot about experimentation. And I, I, I love experimentation. It turns out that, that one, you know, one observation from the companies that I've worked with in 2020 is the ones that were very open to experimenting before the pandemic and the crisis were the ones that were able to adapt very, very quickly. Because I think experimentation is part of this mindset shift, this growth mindset idea that says be, being open to new ideas, being curious, being focused on solving the problem rather than leveraging whatever it is you have um, seems to lead to sort of greater success and more agility. So yeah, so I think experimentation and innovation go hand in hand. Yeah. My final question is yeah. if you can tell our listeners a little bit about Humentum and that organization that you have founded. Yeah. So, well, just to be clear, I was on the founding board. Um, I was the board member of one of the, the component pieces. We brought three organizations together to form Humentum. Um, and it's, they're, they're a wonderful people working at Humentum um, and, and the predecessor organizations that do all the work. Um, but I got inspired to be part of, of that. Humentum is... Um, it's a member organization of 300 organizations that work in the international aid space. So you can think about all the big charities and uh, organizations that are doing international development. Um, and so at, at its heart, it's a sort of consortium model. Uh, there are some things to do that are hard that we can't afford to invest in. Um, and so let's, let's collaborate, let's come together and solve these problems sort of collectively. And it's focused on uh, really common fundamental problems that all these organizations have. How do we get our people well-trained? How do we build capacity in the places where we do our work? Um, how do we operate with transparency and integrity in a very highly regulated financial environment? Um, how do we advocate for sets of standards that will make um, our work more effective uh, and so on and so forth. So I love that it's collaborative. Um, I got involved because of the learning aspect. Um, 
uh, of the work they do, training and educating people, building skills standards, uh, building capacity where it's needed in the global south. It struck me that some of my experience um, with technology and learning might help. Um, but I love the work that these guys do. I love that they came together, three separate organizations, put their egos aside and, um, you know, um, were, you know, form this better together organization. And um, they do great work. And if you have something to contribute, um, projects, dollars, expertise, um, then go check out uh, humentum.org and uh, see their work. And, and they're doing good stuff and they're really poised to have even more impact. Wonderful. So in closing, uh, what would you like my listeners to follow uh, about you? So is it the podcast, which I would absolutely recommend? Is there something else that you'd like them to, to download or? Yeah. So, so I, I would say go to www.learningisthenewworking.org and you can uh, listen to some of the amazing conversations that we've been able to have. And uh, more importantly, you can suggest people that we should talk to people who are doing interesting things uh, around the future of work or learning at work or in the international aid space. We really always interested in talking to people who've, who've had some sort of breakthrough or doing interesting work. So uh, please go check it out and uh, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining me, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, great. Thanks so much. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you today by Career Sketching with Catherine Ann Byam and The Space Where Ideas Launch. Career Sketching is a leadership development and coaching brand offering personalized career transition and transformation services. The Space Where Ideas Launch offers high-performance group leadership coaching and strategy facilitation to businesses in the food and health sectors. To find out more, contact Catherine Ann Byam on LinkedIn.